Hey everybody and welcome back to episode 9, one away from double digits of Not All Bad, and I'm your host, Zach Andrews. And this is your other host, Paul Messman. This is a show, as you certainly know by now, where we like to sweat the little things. That's absolutely right, and we like to spend probably 10 minutes longer uh, on each of these topics than they deserve per 10-minute segment. 10 minutes is very uh, kind of you. (laughs) That's I, I, you could make the argument that we spend an hour on things that don't deserve to be talked about every episode. Very fair. <laughs> this is basically just wait a waste of everybody's time, including ours. Very accurate. Uh, but I'm glad that y'all are along for the ride and we appreciate you all telling your friends. Uh, we've gotten some good feedback on this and we're glad that some of y'all, uh, the handful of you that are enjoying this are enjoying this as much as we are. Yeah, people are actually engaging with the show, and we'll get to that a little bit later in another segment. But uh, if, if you have not rated the show on iTunes, if you haven't emailed us a random topic, or if you haven't told a friend about the show, then you're just you're not in the in crowd. You're not cool. You're now a minority. So uh, th- that's right. Over 50% of people on this planet have done one of those three things. Many of them have done all three. So if you haven't done any of those, you're falling behind. It's not a great look. So you should get on that for sure. Those are some startling statistics, and I hope that they uh, motivate you to action as much as they've motivated me. I've been, I've been crunching numbers for the past two weeks. My, my fingers are tired. Those calculator <laughs> fingers. Absolutely. Speaking of, Zach, I think that there's a certain schedule for this show that we haven't actually explicitly mentioned to our uh audience i'm glad that you brought that up because i was going to forget it again and if you brought it up then i think you should have the honors absolutely um hey everyone i don't know if you've noticed this but we've actually released this on a very specific schedule uh this show releases every other monday uh that's right uh so not every monday but if you skip a monday that's the next monday uh, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know what the phrase every other means <laughs> we're um, all about learning here <laughs> This is this is a very educational channel, uh, if you haven't caught on to that. And every other Monday, you can be enlightened with the insights and the uh, academic discussions that go on here. Uh, so don't forget about that. Check your podcast app or however the hell you listen to this. Uh, and just notice that, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this yet, but every other Monday is when you'll be receiving the show. We're very consistent uh, with that release schedule now. Yeah, we actually haven't. We haven't been clear about that at all, and, and that's my bad. I did put it in the show description of the first show where we decided that was going to be a thing, but nobody reads those descriptions. <laughs> if you want to know what that first show is, where we the first show where we initiated a regular schedule, go back and read all the descriptions because they're funny, and I think they're funny, and I put effort into them <laughs> when I write them, but I'm the only one who will ever read them. <laughs> I'd um, argue that they're even funnier than the show itself. Most things are. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, speaking yet again about listening ways that you can listen to the show, I guess. So as you all know, it's available on Spotify. Whoa there, Zach. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to stop you there. Sorry for interrupting myself, everybody, but I just realized when I was editing this that I gave a bit of a spoiler alert and said, Spotify. I tend to make that mistake a lot, but typically when I say Spotify, I'm meaning to say SoundCloud. So, as you've known, the podcast has always been available on SoundCloud. And you're going to see why that was a spoiler alert soon. Sorry. It's available on Google Play for Android users, and you can find it on iTunes for Apple users. But, apparently, it's really easy to get your podcast on Spotify again. It used to be hard. It used to be easy, then it used to be hard, and then now it's easy again. Yeah, at this point, I actually am referring to Spotify now. So this time I really mean Spotify. Sorry for the confusion. So Hmm. you can also find Not All Bad on Spotify from now on. So you can check us out there if if that's an easier spot for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so those of you who have been waiting for the show to land on Spotify before you would let yourself listen, hopefully... Uh, you just guessed that's on Spotify, since the only place we're announcing it on Spotify is the place 
where you would have to listen to it. So yeah, that's really not a good plan on your part. You should have you should have been more vigilant. <laughs> uh, I actually have a funny story, Paul. Oh really? Yeah, it's we're gonna take our sweet time getting into the rants this this time around. You're gonna have Perfect. to wait patiently, but I guess special shout out to the podcast that I think we may have beaten out for a really good podcast name. How do you feel about the name? Not all bad. I'm a huge fan. I think it's uh, catchy to the point and fits the uh, theme of the show perfectly. I like it a lot too. I'm a big fan of the the name. Not all bad. Allow me to introduce your, you to the podcast. It's not all bad. <laughs> uh, it came out on January f- episode one came out on January 15th. Um, so I guess we beat them to the punch on that one. And uh, to the hosts of it's not all bad. I apologize for swiping that one out from underneath you. I don't know <laughs> how many people host this show or where you're from. And I know that for a fact, you'll never hear this, but uh, sincerest <laughs> apologies. If you are interested in it's not all bad, uh, <laughs> As opposed to not all bad, feel free to check them out. It looks like they're on Stitcher at the very least. It's a, quote, a look at the comical, happy, bizarre, and quirkier side of the news with chat and banter in between and all over your body area. So, Man, uh, <laughs> chat and banter. That I, I don't know if that's been brought to the uh, podcast sphere yet. Oh, you don't, but need, I will, you don't need to t- do t- that, <laughs> Paul. They didn't deserve that, Paul. <laughs> well, to... T- to, to be fair, the, I was about to turn that into a more of a self-deprecating show, uh, or excuse me, self-deprecating joke, because this show, we cut out all the substance and we go straight for the banter. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, <laughs> and clearly, they're doing uh, more important, th- they're, the co- topics they're covering, if they're news and current events, uh, they clearly... Uh, I mean, maybe you'll learn something from them. Uh, if you're looking to learn uh, more random things like uh, what you should and shouldn't be eating, and uh, about one random person from a war from over 100 years ago, <laughs> uh, you can come to this show and we'll we'll happily have you in our audience. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. <laughs> With that being said, I guess maybe we should get into the chat and banter that we do here. And I would oh, yes, really appreciate it if you took it away from me, if you went first this time. You know, Zach, I would love to do that. <clears throat> so this topic is very topical for me uh, due to a lot of events in my life in the last few months. Today, I would really love to talk to you about how frustrating car ownership is. Mm. So, no, you know, people you're making t- me, I'm calling an audible here because mine was going to be about cars too. Oh boy. Um, Not the movie, but cars <laughs> as well. Oh man, uh, the, the, the integrity the show has that we actually don't tell each other our topics was, I never thought it would lead to this, but it apparently has. That's never <laughs> been a code or an a, officially uh, by the letter law. I think it's just a mutual understanding. For what it's worth, Zach, if you have, we can go my direction. And then if yours is different, we can just hop onto your direction as well. Um, I had little faith in the success of my rant today, which is why I forced you to go first to really enrapture the audience and by the time they get to my rant they'll all have stopped listening anyway (laughs) uh so i'm really expecting to be the weaker of the two this time around so i feel like you should go ahead and take it away from here all right well my uh, my issue with car ownership is that i feel like people try to tell me how much it costs to own and drive cars but i just feel like it was not I just could not have known how frustrating and expensive it is the way that we rely on cars to run our entire lives. Like if you just, as in my dad recently gave me a folder that he kept that documented all the different repairs, like the receipts for the repairs he's made in my truck. You have to though. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to get into that, but God, you (laughs) you can't let any records go to waste, go to waste. Yes. And so I just was looking at it and like almost every, the cheaper ones were like five or $600. And then it just went way up from there. And it was like, that is a lot of money. And for those to be the cheaper ones, it's like, okay, so you should be excited when it's just a quick five or $600 repair. Um, And what's frustrating about that is I feel like 
you're just always paying on your car at all times. So first of all, you have those repair costs that especially once it's a slightly older car, um, there's unless you're pretty lucky, there's a pretty good chance that like at least once or twice a year, you're going to have to take in for some sort of significant or insignificant repair. Mm -hmm. Um, A good example of insignificant though, is even the ones that you don't think would be a lot are a lot. So in the parking lot at work a few weeks ago, Apparently, someone hit my rearview mirror, and nice. it was just hanging off my car. I was like, oh, man. Real like, nice. Yeah, and I just, like, taped it up to attach it because I apparently drive very good-looking vehicles, so now I just have duct tape all over my truck. <laughs> and I just, like, happened to call the mechanic that I now go to. I was like, hey, how much do you think this would cost? And he was like, oh, yeah, the way that the your truck is built, we'll have to take off the entire door and go into all of the electronics and between the labor and time it'll take that plus the part cost, we're looking at about uh three or four hundred dollars. It's like, excuse that me. Doesn't sound right. That's like the smallest part of that truck. <laughs> but like it's ridiculous. But that even goes into the other part, which is that it's hard to know what to trust with uh, oh, mechanics. Because yeah. I, I was gonna say so I've my truck has had a history of a check engine light being on that there's just something wrong with the electronics that consistently like once a year the check engine light will randomly come on and stay on until i go to a mechanic and they're like oh yeah something's just wrong with the sensor there's nothing wrong with your engine something's just wrong with the sensor mm-hmm. and uh, a couple like a month or so ago i went to one mechanic i won't mention who because i'm not trying to just talk shit about people uh, except for and- it's not all bad paul you, you <laughs> seem to be perfectly okay with throwing them under the bus you know what you're right Firestone. So, um, <laughs> uh, so I go to Firestone. You, I let you have a free pass <laughs> on our topic last time. Need I remind you of our uh, attempt at professionalism to maintain a, a language code? I'm actually you really can cut that forward. if you need to. I know. Uh, if you do cut it, people will be confused why that. I'm giggling to myself about you cutting out something I said. But um, no, it's staying in. So, uh, I go to Firestone. I'm like, hey, uh, last time the check engine light came on, in fact, the last two times, I have documentation that it was just a sensor issue. So, if you could just look at it, see if it's the sensor again. And I, they're like, okay, cool. And so, they look at it, and they call me, and they're like, hey, um, we think there's something wrong with your engine. And they laid out the cost for me, and it was going to cost me $3,500. Jeez. And I was like, oh, oh my goodness. I was like, yeah, not right now. Uh, I'll pay you for like looking at it, but I'm not going to do those repairs right now. <clears throat> and so yeah. fast forward to this week, because, you know, with something dire like an engine, you can easily put it off uh, indefinitely. Right. Uh, at least that's the way I've looked at it, apparently. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I took in my, um, my truck to a different mechanic this week. And they looked at it and they were like, oh, yeah, like for this reason, this reason, this reason, we can determine that it's actually just this issue and this issue with the engine. And we're like, if you want, we can go ahead and fix that. And it'll cost you like around $300. And first of all, only in the world of car repairs, do I feel like you can be like, wow, only $300. Like what a you really are treating me great. Like, yeah, what a gentleman you are. Um, but I was genuinely excited. Cause I was like, only $300. Like I will take that. That's fantastic. Um, and so, um, it's just absurd to me that like you can I feel like you can easily get kind of ripped off by especially because frankly I know next to nothing about cars and so yeah. a, a mechanic can be like hey we determined this and this and this were wrong and I'll be like can you explain that one more time and then they will and they'll dumb it down and then I'll pretend that I understand it because they dumbed <laughs> it down yeah and then I'll try to make an educated decision based off of more like the nonverbal signs of like, or reading between the lines of what they seem to think is wrong and how much I trust them. That's um, when you call your dad. And literally every time something's happened with my truck, I've been like, Hey dad, uh, they said this. <laughs> and I think they referred to the cattle Cadillac converter, ca- catalytic converter. Um, <laughs> how old is your car? Isn't that live? It's a, I'm about to it's show a 2009. So it's 10 years old. It's under a hundred thousand miles though. So I get, it should be doing better than it is, but anyways. Um, but yeah, my point being that like between all these repair costs and realizing how much insurance costs now that I pay my own insurance and then 
tickets kind of suck, although those are more directly avoidable, but I don't manage to <laughs> avoid them. And so tickets kind of suck too. And they cost like two or three hundred dollars at a minimum usually. And I sometimes wonder like I make okay money, but for someone who makes like very bare minimum money, like I feel like you just couldn't pay off like a ticket. Um and yeah. then like on top of that you have uh state registration and for your car to pass inspection you have to fix anything wrong with the engine or things like that so you right. even if something doesn't seem necessary but is expensive you have to repair it to legally drive on the road and then like and the list just goes on and that doesn't even count the fact that you're paying for like gas based on usage and like oil changes every so many miles and it just adds up to an absurd amount of money and i have never felt so close to just being like can i find some bus routes like can i just <laughs> I, i've literally even thought through like could I feasibly get rid of my car and just pay for Uber to go everywhere? Because then I would cut out insurance costs and any repair costs or <laughs> car payments. And I'm not quite to the point where that would make sense. But there, I could, I'm, I'm to the point with car payments where I could conceivably see myself in the future just being like, you know what? I'm just going to hire someone to drive me anywhere I need to go. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more considerations than financial with that decision, though. Yeah, for sure. If you were looking only at the economics, I think that would be a lot cheaper, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe uh, not, but... It, it, I really think it depends on where you need to typically go. And, like... Yeah. I feel like, it's, especially if you were someone who, like, worked from home, and maybe if you were married and had, like, just one car between you and your spouse, like... Are you, are you uh, envisioning a relationship where each... <laughs> individual spouse pays for their own vehicle so in a world where the married couple has only one car the husband's like uh it's your car babe i'm not i'm not paying for the payment on that one i don't know babe it's your car i'm not paying for the engine repair it's your car i don't have a car that's like, not you what use I'm it to get at. to work every day. That's, that's your car. It's your car. That, it's not my that car. wasn't what i was getting at but i think you might be onto something here um <laughs> but just there's something to be said for the fact that like if I could get away with not owning a car and just like especially with things getting as convenient as they are with things like Uber and Lyft and all of those like there's times where I just fantasize about like not ever paying for gas or not and just like the luxury of having someone else pick you up every time sometimes sounds kind of nice but also there's a the loss of freedom so there's more to consider than just economic yeah. But, Definitely. But I, I know I've talked a lot, but I, and it's fresh in my mind because I just went through the two different mechanics and trying to figure out the repair cost for my car. And frankly, like they, my, my car is still at the mechanic actually right now. So honestly, even this good mechanic, he could be about to call me tomorrow and be like, Hey, we thought it only cost 300, but actually here's a bill for 3000, just like yeah. the original person told you. Um, so that's entirely possible. But my point just being that like, so if you have a car that you fully paid off, it's, it probably has the miles on it to where it's going to need repairs. But then if you get a car that doesn't need repairs, then you probably are having high payments on it. And so it's just like, no matter what, you're just paying so much to lose, lose. towards cars. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, it's rough out here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I actually know I, I'm not great with cars. I know a lot more now than I did when I started college. And a lot of that, a mm -hmm. lot of that has to do with me pursuing a major that has both mechanic and engine in the name. <laughs> but I still don't know that much. I'm, I'm not as knowledgeable as I should be. But even then... I feel like anytime you go into an unfamiliar or even like an establishment that is a chain, if it's not an independent vehicle repair shop that you haven't worked with for years, I, I immediately don't trust anybody in there. Yeah. And I also have no idea what's going on. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to believe ever. And it's always an, an intimidating experience. And it's just, you're right. I mean, obviously the whole premise of this rant is how expensive it is, but I don't think that can be overstated. <laughs> uh, fortunately, my car is still chug-a-lugging, even though it's really old. And uh, I'm amazed, actually. I'm, I'm sure I'm drink jinxing myself right now by talking about it, but I haven't had too many issues <laughs> for the age and mileage that I put on it. So mm -hmm. hopefully nothing comes up soon. 
Because uh, yeah. now that I'm in a new place, a new city, I don't. There was a place in College Station that I really liked. Uh, Sevchek's uh, off of Texas was really good, uh, and I always trusted their opinion. And hmm. they'd always like take you out to the car and show you what was wrong with it. They'd say, "Yeah, your thing is broken," and then they bring you out and point to the broken crossbar or whatever and say, "That's broken. Look." <laughs> So that was always appreciated. But now that I, I'm in a new place, I have no idea where to go. I, I, who, I don't know who to trust. I, it's, uh, it's, it's dark up here. It's, it's like the haircut situation all over again. I know, I right? I didn't have anyone. <sighs> just, you can't trust the age of mechanics, though. I feel like the older they are doesn't really mean as much as it does with barbers. That's, that's very true. That's very true. Hmm. <clears throat> and also I feel like with my hair... I've, I can better understand like if they did a good or bad job <laughs> and like, yeah. Oh the, yeah, definitely. <laughs> whereas with a truck or with a car, any kind of vehicle repair, it's like, unless my car physically breaks down on the side of the road, like I don't know whether or not you've actually fixed something or whether you just charged me money and said you did something. Once you get out of the barbershop and you take a look in the mirror, you can say pretty readily, I think I paid too much for this. But you can't really make that distinction with a car as easily. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's well, that's about what I had to say. Yeah. Are you stick? Are you sticking with your uh, car rant, or no, are you I'm, gonna? I'm gonna switch lanes, so to speak. Um, oh, oh, that was, that was nice, Zach. Yeah, like thank that. you. I'm gonna do something a lot more mundane than I w- I was originally gonna do. Okay. I wouldn't say more mundane. All of the stuff I say on here is pretty boring, but. Uh, definitely, definitely one of the least interesting ones so far. So just really brace yourself now that I've, now that I've oversold this great product I'm delivering here, but something that I think has everyone's encountered. And I will admit that this problem has become less of an issue recently in my life as I've gotten older, but there's nothing more infuriating than buying something new and then it's has a sticker on it and you try to remove the sticker and it just leaves the fuzzy residue behind my goodness. Yes. Go on. (laughs) There's really not a whole lot to say here. Okay. There's nothing creative to be said. All I know is that this shit drives me up the wall because there's a lot of different classes that you end up with. Uh, when you try to classes of residue, I should say when you end up with this crap on the back of your package. Whoa. Uh, so you get the kind of papery, cottony one, which I've I've found is easy enough to remove, okay? Typically, if you get that bad boy, get some water on there, and you find some sort of hard implement, you can scrape it off pretty easily. The dangerous thing is ending up with residue that's sticky. It's like goo on the back. The glue from the sticker is still on there. And mm-hmm. that stuff is pretty much impossible to get off. You're going to eventually end up with your device, whatever it is, your trinket, and it's going to have lint just matted all over all sides of wherever that sticker was touching because that stuff, that ain't coming off. There's nothing mm-hmm. you can do about it. It's not coming off. I have a, a, a stapler with me right next to me at my desk, and it's just covered in crap because whoever put the, this industrial-grade epoxy on the back of the sticker, clearly was using this stapler in an industrial warehouse or something. I, I don't know. I don't know what the plan was there. I don't know why it was so important that this sticker remains on, even post purchase. But that's just something that I encountered. That's that's for some reason. I guess it's been a good week because that's all I've got. <laughs> uh, which reminds me. Okay, so packaging in general is bullshit. This is something that's widely circulated already, but a package that is the thick, robust plastic that you need scissors to open. What's up with that? Just why, why does this thing isn't going to get run over by a dump truck? Okay. It's just been sitting (laughs) on the shelf at target for the last six months. I don't understand the need for it's, It's like five times the size it needs to be to fit all the advertising on there. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? (laughs) <laughs> and while we're at it, why why are chips bags so filled with air? The there's like they have these pretzel things uh, that they sell at the grocery store now. They're baked pretzels or something. They're kind of smushed flat. They're not rounded like most are they pretzels pretzel are. Pretzel chips. Yeah, pretzel chips. That's what they're called. 
We have those in my office. Go ahead. They really pack those bags full of pretzel chips. Not a lot of air there. So pretzel, pretzel tips, you're doing it right. Everybody else, get a grip. Paul, I'm sorry. That's uh, as disappointing as that was. That's probably the end of what I have to say. Um, so <laughs> I have a bizarrely specific story that goes with this. A couple months ago, I was trying to buy a video game. Um, sadly, this is not a rare occurrence for me. I buy video games frequently. Yeah, and, I'm a man. <laughs> and so this particular game, I, I'm, I'm a man who likes to compare prices. I was looking at different prices, and this is a whole different topic for a different day, but I've come to enjoy buying games, movies, different things digitally. I get tired of having physical stuff. Paul, However, I will say that we if you want to expand on that, we've got the time. I allowed you a lot of room to breathe. So if you want more to say on that, that does not have to be for another day. Let me I, just make that clear. That is clear, but legitimately I would prefer to talk about that another day because you know, I've got a lot to say. I have a lot of opinions, but I would say that 80% of them are not actually interesting. It's just me laying out an argument for why I prefer digital content. Anyways, show. I generally prefer digital content, but I found that on this particular game, um, I guess I'll just mention what it is. It was Battlefield 5, which a bunch of my friends were, were getting and gotcha. wanted me to play with it. I was like, I'll get that. It was cheaper at Best Buy. And so I was like, okay, I'll buy it at Best Buy, even though it's a physical version. That's fine. It was like $20 cheaper. And so I was like, okay, wow. I'll buy it at Best Buy. So clearly this is a really interesting story but just i'm <laughs> riveted with me i'm riveted if only for the fact that 20 bucks is a huge price difference for a game that new yeah it was it was like brand new and it was still like 60 dollars most places but it was like 40 shouts to best buy yeah exactly i was like okay i'll i'll go there um and so <clears throat> i'm going to best buy and they tell me and I'm, I'm i find the game and they tell me oh um even though this game is already out we're going to give you this pre-order bonus because we have some extras. And I was like, cool. Like, I'm not... I didn't need anything besides just the game itself. But if you're going to give me something extra, that's sweet. And so they give Good me... They, they're telling me that they're giving me this really cool, artistic-looking steelbook case. So it, instead of, like, your typical plastic case that has, like, a bunch of, like, legal things they have to put on there, like the rating and, like this is made by this person. This is made by this person. And like, right. instead of that, it's, it's more of an artistic sturdy case that's made of steel. Hence the name steel book. And I think the ideal is that the, the idea is that if someone's like collecting games and cares about this game, a, a significant amount, they could put it on a shelf and it would more fit in as like a piece of art as opposed to like, look at this shooter game, shoot them up. Like it's, I it's mean, like all of those pre-order bonuses are just bullshit though. Yes. Like that included. It's just <laughs> bullshit. Nobody would ever actually care. I don't know why people pay for those things. It's ridiculous. They're just trying to get you to give them your money before you exactly. can hear how good it is. Anyways, yeah. um, so I get this fancy steel bookcase and and I want to preface. I was ho for one, I was hoping to get this game without actually owning any physical indication that I own this game. I didn't want anything to clutter my room or anything. And yeah. then I was buying this game without any awareness that I was going to get a bonus of a steelbook case. And then they decided to give me the steelbook case. I was like, okay, cool. It's a piece of art, whatever. Uh, so I get home and I go to open it and there is a gigantic sticker on it taking up probably a full quarter of like the back of the case. <laughs> and i'm like wow paint like, a picture with your words what was the sticker what did it say what was it for it was just something in fact i want to say they put it on there to indicate that it was saved for me because it was like i ordered i reserved the game online to go pick up in a store because i wanted to just spend as little right. time talking to people as possible right um, and so i get there and there's a giant sticker that says like put on hold for Paul Messman, like blah, blah, oh, blah, okay. blah, 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 blah. Gotcha. It's taking up like a ton of space and I go to take it off. I just start to rip it off and just the entire shape of the sticker is still present after I rip off the sticker, just that like Incredible. sticky cotton. And so I'm like, Oh man, I like go to like, try to, um, 
to to scratch it off and i just am acutely aware that i'm just making it worse even though i'm taking off more of the substance i'm making it look less uniform and more egregious the more i try to get it off and you're just like the more you try to scratch it off the more that you're like denting and like maligning what you're holding trying to get it off to the point that it just looks like you just took it and threw it against the wall repeatedly (laughs) and so then i find myself just infuriated that this (laughs) bonus gift that i got with a game that I wasn't expecting to get that I got physically, even when I didn't want to was now ruined. And it somehow just frustrated me to no end, even though like two levels removed, I didn't even want it. Uh, but now (laughs) that gigantic sticker, that's what that extra 20 bucks was for. (laughs) Yeah. Basically for them to ruin the extra gift they gave me. Right. Man, that sucks. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty bad. I really bad. hate that. <laughs> yeah, it was I feel, terrible. I, I feel for you. That's rough. Yeah. I. You know what? So what do they make the glue out of that for the stickers that go onto fruit and produce? That's Because a, that is ideal. That's a Have you question. ever pulled a sticker off of an apple and had crap left on the apple? I never have. And I, I, I eat a so. lot of fruit. Well, so I don't, good for I, you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Round of applause. I eat a lot of fruit, and I've never encountered sticky residue from a fruit sticker left on my produce. That's a fair point. Make all stickers like that. Hmm. I don't – it's that easy, okay? Elon Musk, get on it. I gave you a great idea. Make some money. Make some more money. Give some of your money to me. I deserve some for that one. I'll, I'll let him know. All right. Well – that's that. Yep. It's random time, Paul. It is random time. I'm excited. I've got some good news about random time. Um, I need it after I'll, all that negativity. Right. Uh, it won't last long because we're going we're gonna to get pissed in a second here, but I do have some good news. So first of all, if you remember from last time, we uh, ended up blowing through all 10 random topics on our old list. So I got a new list. 10 brand Perfect. new fresh topics. But more exciting than that, uh, I got an email from a certain Matt Hilgemeyer. Shouts to Matt, friend of the show, Matt Hilgemeyer, for uh, sending me a random rant idea via email. Uh, do you want to do you want to drop uh, to the to the good people listening right now how they can get their random idea read on the show? I would love to do that, Zach. So, uh, people listening to the show. Don't you forget that if you want us to rant about a topic of your choosing that we won't even see until this show starts and we get to that section, you can email us at notallbadshow at gmail.com and we will have our uh, many interns uh, go through the topics and hand select them uh, and present them to us so that we can read them on the air. And we would, we're really looking forward to hearing from all of you and legitimately we think it would be a lot of fun uh, if more of you did what this uh, listener did. Yeah, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Again, if you email notallbadshow at gmail.com with a random rant idea, make sure to include random rant idea is the only three words in the subject line. That way, uh, yes, that's right. I can make sure it gets to the right place and I don't accidentally okay. see it and ruin the surprise. Good point. Okay, so Paul and I actually just took about a 30-second break so I could read the email to him. Again, I want to emphasize... We don't read these random rant idea emails until we're on the show. So that way uh, there's no context at all. We have to completely do this, the random rants uh, improv style, which I know we've emphasized enough, but I want to make that clear because neither him or I had read this uh, fairly long email until just uh, a couple seconds ago where we uh, stopped recording so we could uh, share everything that Matthew had to say without... Um, reading it to the good public. But I would like to say that Matt has a lot of great points that I would love to bring up on the show. So we'll get to his random rant idea pretty soon. But uh, Matt's got a lot of callbacks to some previous episodes, and I think he's got some great insights. So Agree. Um, again, we love to learn here, and, and Matt is uh, really laying the advice heavy this time around. Matt, again, <clears throat> thanks so much for listening to the show and sending us an email. Matt has to say about haircuts that you should never, ever go to Supercuts or Sports Clips. He says you're literally giving a drama-filled meth head 20 bucks to 
uh, ruin your hair. I'll uh, editorialize a bit there, but uh, this is coming from a guy who has an excellent haircut. So, uh, Paul, you don't know who who Matthew is, but uh, his hair is, is delightful. He's a very I, handsome guy. I trust guy, that. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I trust his opinion very much. Uh, Matt suggests that you go to the barber, like I said in the episode, that's uh, very old and wise and that you trust and has the red and white and blue pole outside of the front of his shop. And uh, feel free, it's okay to ask, apparently, for the person that you want to cut your hair. That's acceptable. That makes sense. Uh, Matt suggests that you tell them what you want, bring a picture of what you like, see what kind of do, uh, what kind of hairdo they do the first time around. And uh, if you like what they do, keep going back, tell them what you liked. If you didn't like it, tell them what you didn't like. And uh, one thing that I like, one thing that Matt has, Matt has to say that I like a lot is make sure that you tell your barber or your hairdresser about the good hair day you had. And then he makes sure to say, bitch, you know, you've had good hair days and you've said to yourself, I look good today. Don't act like you don't. I guess we all do. That's true. I did that today. Actually, on my way home, I looked at myself on the rearview mirror and I thought it's a good hair day. So <laughs> Matt is right on all accounts so far. And after a while, apparently you've got your person. Uh, they know what your look is. They know what you like. And apparently it's easy. It's easy as that. Hmm. Uh, now we're getting into the really good stuff. This is my favorite portion of the entire email. I'm cutting out uh, bits here and there, but this is stuff that the good people, uh, the good listeners of Not All Bad deserve to hear. Matt Absolutely. says, my lord, I hate minions. <laughs> Funny movie, but horrible memes. <laughs> You're lucky you don't have a lot of 30 to 40 something friends on Facebook because that's all you see. <laughs> no, Karen, I don't think your minion meme about eating tacos instead of doing yoga is cute or ironic. <laughs> Well said, Matt. Well said. <laughs> He's really spot on there. It's it it really encourages me to know that because Zach, I feel like within a particular group of friends that you and I have in common, um, we have discussed in length before how dumb it is that minions are everywhere and heavily utilized for memes. But I wasn't really confident how widespread that sentiment was, and it encourages me to know that. Clearly, we are not the only people who feel like the world has got insane with how many people think it's funny and relatable to show a weird one-eyed yellow man or woman putting on some extreme expression while they just complain about everyday things. <laughs> it's it's rough. Uh, I know we're going to have to. I think that this is a, something that's deserving of its own oh, absolutely. full segment. Yep. I'm going to cut myself uh, off there. But but Matt summarizes the entirety of the issue very succinct, succinctly right there. So Absolutely. I like that a lot. Me too. But uh, Matt did, uh, to his word, provide a random rant idea. In fact, he gave us two. Um, the second one is a, a lot later down in the email. And I actually didn't read it. Uh, so we'll come back to that one. I'll, I'll have that one thrown in to the mix with the other list of topics later. Sounds good. Um and so we can do that another time. I didn't read it, and, and Paul didn't uh, read it either. So we have Correct. no idea what that second one is. But um, Matt did give uh, two, and so I'll, I'll, we'll do the first one today. The reason being that this is our this is a milestone, and that it's our first random rant idea submitted by a fan or a listener. Maybe a fan is is too strong of a word, but <laughs> um, I think it's it's fair that we give him a little special shout out, and we take advantage of this special occasion and, and do the random rant that we were provided by a listener uh, for the first time on the show. So uh, Matt says that we should discuss traffic circles. Huh. Let me just say that if I had not switched gears and talked about stickers, we would have had a very car central <laughs> episode today. <laughs> That's a very good point. So uh, Matt hates traffic circles because uh, people stop before they enter the circle when they don't have to. So there's not a car coming. Mm -hmm. uh, they see a car, but the car is not uh, immediately going to enter their uh, driving area. So they should just go ahead and go instead of stopping like it's a stop sign. What's your take on this? Because that's true. I mean, that's not correct. You shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. But so I also don't encounter traffic circles very often. So for better or worse, I have a couple traffic cir circles that I pretty regularly uh, engage with. Not every day, but pretty frequently. Um, 
<clears throat> and what I will say about them is, to their credit, a lot of times when I encounter traffic circles, I appreciate their presence because I actually feel like they successfully create a situation that when operated correctly it keeps traffic moving when otherwise there would be stoplights that unnecessarily stop and slow down traffic and for that reason i actually that's, really appreciate them that's the premise though right that's what the, that's the, that's their entire purpose right? exactly okay. yes um and so for that reason i really like them that um if there is <clears throat> um if there's going to be traffic coming from a lot of directions and it's unclear exactly which direction someone's going to want to go. So maybe there's multiple exits on the circle and just in general to keep things moving. I really appreciate traffic circles for that reason. Um, but to, to Matt's point, I feel like at traffic circles in both directions, people do not understand the presence of the yield signs. So they don't understand when they can and can't go. And it occasionally creates the most frustrating chaos because on the one hand, you have people who don't have a yield sign who maybe it's their first time at this traffic circle, or maybe they're overall just a really wimpy driver who just gives in to everyone around them and lets them drive all over them, so to speak. Some people do have a really hard time comprehending the geometry of a traffic circle. Yeah, for sure. The idea of not having to stop at an intersection just really boggles some people's minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. And so you have some people who have the right of way, but then they just stop. And then it creates an awkward thing where maybe the people who are supposed to wait for them are still waiting. And it just creates a lot of waiting where there doesn't need to be. And it's utterly frustrating. Yeah, it just undoes the entire purpose of the traffic mm-hmm. circle. And on the other hand, there are people who are like, heck yeah, it's a traffic circle. I don't have to stop. And maybe it's particularly busy at this point. And then they are just gunning through it when they actually... No rules, baby! They actually don't have the right of way. And then that causes other mass chaos in the other direction of people who just assume at any given moment they have the right of way and everyone around them has to either slam in their brakes brakes or swerve to avoid them. Uh, And so they're a great concept. And frankly, they're... Ideally, there shouldn't be anything that goes wrong with them because you would think that everyone would be competent. But sometimes I think we overestimate uh, our society's driver's ability to to take in and figure out what they should be doing at a given moment on the road. Traffic is such a it's almost an unfair topic. The, the world is our oyster in terms of things to talk shit about when it comes to traffic. That's very true. Uh I mean, I, I I get so mad <laughs> so often at nothing. And traffic circles, I can't say, are one of those things. But I encounter them so frequently that I know if they were a regular part of any drive I made, I would find some way to hate them. <laughs> Just, I mean, any, any intercept, like, here's, here's, so here's the thing, actually. Here's the thing I was going to talk about. Uh, this was something that I wanted to talk about, but I couldn't even make it into a full rant. So I guess we might as well talk about it now. There's a new stoplight that's been added to my commute to work. Uh, it was to accommodate a brand new Kroger that's been built on the highway, which is hmm. fantastic because it was supposed to be an HEB, but they... They switched it up and built a Kroger instead, which is fantastic because North Dallas has absolutely zero HEBs and about 700 Krogers. So that's terrific. I really wanted another Kroger when I have two within walking distance. But anyway, so first of all, I don't understand why I I don't get the worship of HEB. I don't think it's a superior grocery store necessarily. But I just wanted an HEB because it's familiar. I don't have to learn anything new. I don't have to familiarize myself with new brands. The grocery store I go to now has people that will grab your cart and walk your groceries out to your car with you and then help help you put them in the car. I hate that. HEB doesn't do that. <laughs> HEB lets me take charge of my own groceries and cart. So just little things like that. I'm not an HEB apologist or anything. I don't understand the worship that it gets. But I would li- at least appreciate the familiar 
the familiarity of being inside an HEB instead of a Kroger or a Central Market or whatever, a Super Target, whatever else is around me. So it's frustrating enough that they had to build a Kroger instead of an HEB, but it's even worse, add insult to injury, that they had to put an extra light there. And this light is about 300 yards from another light that already existed. And those lights are not synced. So the first light is green, the next light is red. So if you make it through the first stage, you're still trapped. The second light is red, or second light is green, the first light is red. So while other people in front of you are going, you're stuck here until this next cycle comes around. It's horrible. That sounds absolutely terrible. It's Yeah, it's awful. So I, I wish they would have put a massive, like, mile-wide traffic, highway-sized traffic circle <laughs> right there instead of another another traffic light. I'm glad I was able to get that out because that's actually been really uh, – stickers is just something I had on my list. This new traffic light has been causing me agony day in and day out. Every drive home, every drive to work just infuriates me. So I'm, I'm glad I at least had a platform, thanks to Matt, to get this little grievance out of the way that I couldn't fit into a real episode. Although I've really been scraping the bottle of the barrel today anyway. <laughs> I <laughs> – Zach, I'll be honest. I think that's all I have to say about about traffic circles, because because everything else that's coming to mind for now for me right now is other driving related grievances, and I've already gone on for a, quite a while about like, in several different driving topics. So I feel like I'm pretty done for today. Yeah, yeah. We really. Uh, I, I feel like we did that one justice, though. Yeah, I think so too. And I appreciate Matt uh, sending that our way once again. Really. Really cool to, to know, uh, know we actually have people out there listening to us. So that means a lot. Thanks For again. For sure. Uh, on that positive note, let's move into something positive. Sounds good to me. I'm a, I'll go ahead and uh, kick this one off since I made you go first on the uh, rant from earlier. Perfect. One thing that's super cool uh, about uh, this show is that I just completely forgot what I was going to talk about. <laughs> that's really cool <laughs> paul i've got paul i've got some really bad news what's your bad news this uh this positive rant is about driving <laughs> uh this this positive rant is about driving um you know maybe we could use the positivity to balance out the overwhelmingly negative topic in the one that was somewhat positive, but also pretty negative about driving. I mean, I guess so. I just, I, I gotta say, I'm really sorry. Apparently <laughs> it, I've had cars on the brain. Seriously. I was going three for three. The three topics I was going to talk about today would have been about cars. And then your, uh, your, I don't know what your positive rant is, but at least two of yours were about cars too. It's, so. I'll, I'll give you this little hint. It's still about transportation, just not necessarily cars. <laughs> Wow, a real planes, trains, and automobiles episode. That's great. <laughs> what uh, a day. So, uh, mine's about driving. Uh, t- this week, uh, the weather has been really bad. And, and today in particular, it's very cold. Lots of wrecks for ice. Oh, yeah. Uh, today, yeah. So, it's, it's, it's been a rough day. It's going to get even colder next week which I am not looking forward to. I didn't know that, and uh, now I'm also not looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, and, and I was especially disappointed because it was supposed to be, at least some of the days of this week, was supposed to be uh, warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like yesterday, for example, I think it was supposed to be quite warm, but it, it was not. It was cold, which was really frustrating because now we're getting to that time of year where it is actually starting to warm up a little bit. doesn't feel like it, but every now and then it is. Last weekend it was uh, really nice, actually. And one of my favorite simple pleasures of life is driving around with the windows down on a nice day. There is nothing that beats that. I love that so much. And uh, some weather recently has afforded me that experience. And it's been a long time since I've been able to do that. And, and, and there's only a, a limited time frame during the year where you can do that, sometime in the spring. Uh, and occasionally in the fall, although in the fall it typically gets too cold too fast to really take advantage of this. But in the spring, you're in between the coldness of the, the winter and the, the blistering heat of the summer. And if I'm desperate for a moment like this, I will roll my windows down in the summer and, and bear the heat. But um, on a nice day, th- there's nothing that makes me happier than just turning some music on, rolling the windows down, and driving around. It's, it makes me so happy. It lifts my mood 
10,000 times higher. Uh, in fact, last week it was, I don't remember the temperature, but it was definitely too cold <laughs> to have my windows down, but I wanted them down. So I was just, because it was almost a nice day, it was very on the cusp of being a nice day. So I rolled my windows down and, and listened to some music on the way home from work. And I was like shivering in my car, <laughs> but I was just enjoying it so much. Uh, and, and just so desperate for that experience that it was all worth it. But, uh, do you do this or I feel like a lot of people don't drive with their windows down ever. And I, I didn't until recently, a uh, recent couple of years, I, I found the magic of it. But what about you? You know, it's funny. I don't think I like ever drive with my windows down. That's not funny at all, Paul. <laughs> So it's sad. It's funny you mentioned this because I was thinking about this the other day. So at any given moment, if I'm driving, I would say nine. I was going to say 99 of 100. I would say like 999 out of a thousand times I am listening to something. And mm-hmm. yeah, I whether that be Same. a podcast or music or on the phone with someone, something definitely. And yeah. the same emotional reaction and instincts that I have about not like, like, okay. Imagine the scenario where you're sitting in the waiting lobby. I know exactly where this is going. And I was going to talk about the same thing. I would love for you to to tee this one up for me. So you're at in the waiting room at the doctor's office. And there's that person next to you. Who's either, on speakerphone talking to someone so loud and everyone else in the um, lobby is just kind of passive aggressively glancing at them or they're watching YouTube videos at full volume without headphones on their phone Mm -hmm. or a sin. Yes. Or their kid is playing some game and doesn't you, you don't understand that you can mute your kid's game while they're playing there. All of these things fall into the same category to me, which is, the assumption that other people want to hear what you're listening to as bad as you, or that they don't mind that your point that they can hear what they're listening to. So here's the thing. I recognize that while driving, if you play things out loud in most environments, like on most streets, um, that it's not a big deal. It's understood that people play are playing things in their cars. Honestly, if you listen closely enough, you can hear most other people's cars, but as long as you're playing something in your own car, Unless there's that one out of a thousand cars that is playing things insanely loud, you're not going to hear other people's yeah. cars. Unless you also have your windows down and are like listening for other things. However, so I recognize that it is not a sin on the same level to play things out like out loud with your windows down your car as it is with um, just doing it in public. On, yeah. as a person. However, yeah. my emotional reaction about myself and the social anxiety I get is nearly identical. It's not logical, but internally, if I have my windows down, I just assume that people are annoyed by whatever I'm playing. And it's one of those things where I recognize that it's actually overall pretty socially acceptable for me to be playing music out loud. Um, I generally probably wouldn't want people listening to the podcast I listen to out loud because there's a couple in particular comedian podcasts I listen to where they play obscene clips that I, I would um, just offend the ears of everyone, including myself. Is that where you get your potty mouth from when you dropped the F word earlier this episode, Paul? <laughs> That's <laughs> one of many unfortunate sources. Um, and, and so, I mean, they're talking about some pretty graphic things that make me uncomfortable. And so I don't want to play those out loud, but, Fair enough. um, my point being overall, what I'm playing is probably not going to offend people, but I just have this weird assumption. I almost view driving the same as walking in a crowd to where I just kind of assume that people are annoyed with me for playing things out loud. And so I don't put my windows down. I would say about once a year on a really nice day, I will partake in listening to music with the windows down. And I won't lie. There's something just magical about it on that, like perfect spring day or perfect fall day. There really is. There's something magical and like kind of indescribable about it. That's incomparable. But I just feel like for me personally, I only really crave that a couple times a year. And if I were to even have a hint of craving for that other times, it is outweighed by my assumption that I just need my windows up. 
I am private because I'm on the road and no one else needs or should hear what I'm listening to. So I'm actually the exact same way. I feel <laughs> such great shame and embarrassment for the things I put through my speakers. <laughs> Be it podcasts or music or whatever. To the point where on a day where the, win- it, the the weather's nice and my windows are rolled down, I will roll my volume down to a very low level every stop sign and stoplight I roll up to. <laughs> unless there's nobody around. So my belief is that the while you're moving, the Doppler effect and the wind resistance and the engine is going to drown out the, the music and the, the, the vo- voices <laughs> from any other cars nearby. So unless you're like driving the same pace right next to somebody who also has their windows down. They're not going to hear you while you're moving. Yeah. That's but really reasonable. At a, at a stop sign at a stoplight, I'm like so self-conscious. I, I always crank that way low mm-hmm. to where you'd be lucky if you could hear it from the back seat. <laughs> and then I turn it right back up when it's time to go again. I, I, when I pull into my apartment complex and the windows are down, I turn my music off. I don't want anybody to be able to associate me to my car, to what I'm listening. I don't, I don't want that connection to be made at all by the people that live around me. It's too embarrassing. <laughs> so I, I totally understand that. Uh, I just, I overcome it by, uh, my, my hand is basically permanently affixed to the volume. <laughs> um, That's really reasonable. Yeah. I think I, there's something else I was going to say about that, but I can't quite remember now. Uh, that's that's my strategy though. So yeah, I with that it, most of the time I don't have that much shame about what I'm listening to per se, but also like <laughs> I I don't need people to know that not only did I see Lego Movie two, but I like the soundtrack <laughs> enough that I'm listening to the song titled "This Song's Going to Get Like Stuck Inside Your Head." That's that's like the title of the song. It might be called Catchy Song, and I've actually listened to that in my car. Uh, more than three or four times uh, since <laughs> seeing that movie. I don't need the people to know that. Uh, so I will keep those windows up. Um, I will potentially put a disguise on my face so that if anyone does recognize me, they won't recognize me, which that what I, the way I just phrased That's that made no strategy. sense. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I just so much shame and anxiety. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm glad that we're kind of on the same page with that. And yeah, for sure. I'm glad. And I feel like that's kind of, that's the kind of thing that unless you talk about it with someone else, you feel like you're the only insane person in the world who does that. Very true. Or who has that, that on their, the forefront of their mind. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I, if I'm, if I'm pulling up next to somebody at a stop sign, you know, I'm turning that down. They don't need to hear that. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Well, I can't remember what I was going to say, uh, but uh, just take my word for it and that it was completely hilarious. <laughs> and uh, go ahead and uh, give me what you got for yours. So, Zach, I don't know if you've noticed, but I have this habit with <laughs> my positive rants of choosing. The, oh, I, uh, uh-huh. The most Something simple, insignificant. the most simple, insignificant things. But this week, again, I, I'm I don't know if I have as much energy about it but i feel just as strongly as i felt about pretty much all of my other positive rants um and i okay. gave it another long uh intro um so what i've discovered zach is that i really enjoy going for walks now how, how nice now walking is something that i for a long time associated with old people who didn't want to run anymore because their bodies would fall apart if they did. And yes, I, I currently have that assumption. And you know, I think there is some absolutely reasonable logic to that. However, what I've realized is for most of my life, by nature of going to school, I had walking built into my day throughout the day. I went to right. I went to AM, which meant that I walked about ten miles a day just to get to two different classes. Um and even like high school and things, I had exercise built in through playing football or different things. Or even then, like every like fifteen minutes you naturally had like five or ten minutes to walk wherever you needed to go for your next class. Right. Just get a little burst of energy out. Yeah, exactly. And so I started my job back in August, and for the first several weeks I I just stayed at work all day, which meant that 
all I did all day was drive to work, sit at a desk all day, other than occasionally getting up to go to the bathroom, then drive home, and eventually I started working out, but for a while, I wasn't even working out, so there was, like, literally no movement, and I started, like, realizing that I was just feeling achier and sore in different places and like had lower energy and just like was like less happy um i might be projecting a lot of different things onto this but in general <laughs> my point being i wasn't moving at all and it i i was noticing some adverse effects so at some point i started after lunch just going on walks like i would just walk around the street near my job and what i realized is first of all walks are a nice change of pace like if you've been working, hey yo, just that's go. a great catch. That's a that's, okay. Picture this. I'm sorry to interrupt. Picture this. Okay, you're driving. You're driving. Uh, you're driving uh, uh, down a road. Okay, and you look to your right, and there's a big billboard. Okay, you live in a city. This is we're gonna we're gonna really get wacky with an, an analogy. Okay, we you live in a city. It's a commercial. It's, it's a, okay. It's a commercial, right? It's a yeah. commercial for uh, I don't know some movie. I don't know. I, we're way into the weeds now. Okay, <laughs> I'm, it's like I'm right there people are with you. people are running around, right? It's like everyone's getting to their jobs. There's a guy running down the street, and his briefcase is like falling open, and papers are flying down the street, and he's running to chase after him. And there's a a dog running down the street. There's a leash on the dog, dragging along the ground as a little kid chases after the leash. And the dog's just running. The kid's running. Everyone's running. People are late. A guy's like hailing a taxi, and then running to the taxi and getting in. The taxi speeds away. And then you look up to the billboard uh, on the billboard and it says walking a nice change of pace. And then that you like the car leaves the city and you're in the, the rolling hills of the countryside. And then a family gets out and grabs their kayaks off the roof of the like F Toyota, FJ Toyota cruiser. And they get in the river and uh, paddle away. And it's a Toyota commercial. What do you think? <laughs> I love it. I, I could visualize all of that. Great. I'm so sorry to interrupt with No, the, I'm glad you the, did. The, the worst string of bullshit this show that is just a sequence of bullshit has ever seen. I, I like the connection because I didn't even consider that walking is a literal change of pace and that I was speaking of it figuratively. Anyways. Um, I'm sorry to derail you. No, Please you're continue. totally fine. So it's a nice change of pace <laughs> in the sense that like if you've been sitting in the same room suddenly like changing environments, like breathing outside air, like moving your body, like just kind of move like, and then like resting your mind from whatever you were thinking about kind of yeah, like, for sure. it's kind of like restarting your brain. Also the exercise portion of it doesn't like quite like, just like make you feel exhausted the way running does. Yeah. But it like, you feel like you've accomplished something. Like you finished a walk. Like sometimes I'll walk like a full mile. It's like, okay, I just walked a full mile. And it's like, you feel like you accomplished something and like you, your body just kind of feels better. Um, and then like a lot of times I'll be listening to something. So it's like kind of nice to just like be able to look around while listening to like good music or a good podcast or something. And so, yeah. like I said, I don't, I don't have a lot to this, but I just want to say, I feel like one of my most valued parts of the day, like when I go to work is that after lunch, like after I've eaten, I'll go for a walk for usually somewhere between half a mile and a full mile, depending on how much I want to walk. And it's honestly just really nice. That's very sweet. I, one thing that I've never realized until a few years ago is how beautiful just a, a, a breath of fresh air can be. Mm -hmm. That's something that's always so invigorating. It's something you don't uh, really realize until you've been without it for a while. And then yeah, you exactly. Getting like, Oh, like this, I enjoy this. It makes my body feel good. Right. Uh, that reminds me of what I was going to say earlier from the, uh, the, the driving with the windows down rant is even in those moments where I'm at a stoplight or something and I'm embarrassed of my music and, I, <laughs> and I've got it turned down to where I can barely hear it or uh -huh. I, I'm not the rare occasion. I'm not playing anything at all. It is so nice to, um, sit assuming that you're not in a busy area to sit at that stoplight and listen to over the mumbling of the engines next to you, listen to the wind breeze and the trees shake and the birds chirping. It's mm. so, so awesome. So mm. I think I get where you're coming from this, from this walk thing. I can't say that I've 
partaken in many, but makes sense to me. Yeah, I think I think we're kind of on the same track there, just from different paces, you know. Yeah. How lovely that that was that was real sweet. I I that was like a breath of fresh air for my brain, Paul. <laughs> me, me too, Zach. That was enjoyable. How nice. Well, I think that's going to conclude the show. Um, I again for like the six hundredth time, like to thank Matt. Hilgemeyer for sending that random rant and wonderful email our way. Uh, That meant a lot. If you want to be like Matt, and we highly suggest you do, he's an awesome guy with a great haircut. (laughs) You can leave a review on iTunes. You can like the show on SoundCloud. You can do whatever you do on Spotify because the show's there now. Or you can just hang out and wait for a new episode, which, like Paul mentioned at the beginning, is going to come once every other week. So we'll see you in two weeks. After this one, you know, um, I, I have I have a recommendation for our listeners. Yeah, what's that? You know, I feel like we've been telling them to tell their friends about this, but we haven't been telling them which of their friends to tell about this. And so, I'd like to give some extreme specificity this week. I like this. Okay, so I want you to think back, dear listeners, to your early days of having a crush, and I want you to not <laughs> think of the first person you ever had a crush on. But I want you to think of the second person you had a crush on. Let's say, make sure they're at least middle school. If your second crush was earlier than middle school, then make sure it's whichever crush started at least middle school. I want you to go and find this person on Facebook. Um, if you aren't friends with them, I want you to request that they become your friend. <laughs> this is already getting a little out of pocket. I'd love to see where this goes. At this point, I want you to send them a single message. I want you to send them a link to this episode with just a subject line, you know, you're not all bad. And then just send a link to this episode and then they'll hopefully listen to this and maybe we'll rekindle an old love or dare I say, even just an old friendship with someone you once, you once fancied. How beautiful. I like that a lot. I think everyone has to do that. You have to do that now. It's your obligation as a listener. I, I really think that that will both expand our audience and uh, connect connect old old flames. I um, like how you began every sentence of that instruction with, I want you to. It felt like I was getting hypnotized. <laughs> I, I hope some of the listeners are hypnotized because I actually want them to do that. Well, that's the only way that they're going to be sticking around this long into the show. <laughs> that's for sure. We should hypnotize people at the beginning. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Yeah, I think so as well, Zach. Um, with that being said, I've been Zach Andrews, and I still am. And I will always be Paul Messman. Uh, that's that's a lot of commitment. I don't know if I'd be so sure about that one. We'll, we'll see what happens. This uh, has been not all bad. Thank you for listening. I'm sorry if I cut you off. No, you're totally fine. You know what, everyone? I'm really glad y'all were here and you could witness Zach and I just stumbled through this, but it's been great. Yeah, uh, that's really what we do every week, so you're used to it by now. But yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs>